afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Give him praise for a moment. God, we give you praise in this house. We give you praise in this sanctuary today, God. We come into this sanctuary and we honor you, God. God, there are people, God, upstairs in the overflow room, God. They're lifting up your name right now. God, there's people watching at home, God, and they're giving you praise right now because you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can go ahead and be seated. You've been standing for a bit. I thank the team for always doing a a wonderful job of leading us into the presence of God. God is so faithful, and I thank Him when we come into the house of God, and He meets us in this place. Amen. Are you grateful for that? I don't want to take that for granted. I've already said that, but there are people that are in churches today, and they don't feel the presence of God like we feel here right now. I know and I want to encourage you right now that whatever you need from him, he wants to meet it. He wants to minister. He wants to touch. And I really believe in in how I've been feeling this week that God is going to touch some people today. God's already done it. But I believe God's going to even do a greater work as we get to the end of this time together I want to read just two verses of Scripture. You can stay seated for this. Um, First verse is found in Psalm 34 and verse 6. There's a principle in the Word of God that we know. But I think today as we preach and teach this Word today, you're going to see how powerful of a principle this is. Psalm 34 and 6 says, this poor man cried out. Everybody say cried out. I'm not going to say that I'm a poor man. I don't want to speak anything into existence. But David here is is talking and, and he's talking about himself. And he's saying, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of Okay, you guys got to look at the screen. Look at your Bibles. Saved him out of all of his troubles. Cried out. Psalm 84 and verse 2. Also a psalm of David. David said, my soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. There's a desire, there's a hunger, there's a longing for times in his presence. And I thank God for his presence that has come here today. David longed for that. He said, my heart and my flesh cry out. Everybody say cry out. My heart and my flesh, they cry out for the living God. I'm going to simply entitle this message today, two words, cry out. Everybody say cry out. 
Say it one more time. Yell it. Cry out. Amen. We need to learn this principle. It's a principle in the Word of God. And before I get into this, I want us to pray that God would help us to receive the truths in His Word that are going to be presented in this place today. Let's, let's pray for yourself. In fact, let's get radical here. I want you to put your hand on your own head, and I want you to pray that God would get you to understand and receive the Word of God today. Jesus God, help us to understand that the Word of God is true, the Word of God is rich, the Word of God is living, and that, God, you want to speak to my heart today. God, I pray as this Word is preached that, God, the Word would begin to speak to me, and the Word would, God, convict me, and the Word would challenge me, God. I pray today that your Word would minister, God, to every person in this room. God, let it do a great work. God, help us to understand this principle in your word that we need to cry out to you. Everybody said in Jesus' name. You know, this this crying out principle is not just found a couple of times in the word of God. As you look through the word of God, you will see really from the beginning of the the Bible in Genesis, through, through the end of the Bible, there is a consistent principle found in the Word of God. And here's what this principle is. I think I've got a screenshot of it because I wanted to make sure you got it. People. Is it up there, Brother Robert? People. Starts with the word people. Is that the next screen? Did I not? There it is. Here's the principle. People get God's attention. When God turns his heart toward them, when they cry out with passion, volume, and fervency. Now, I don't know what happened to the, the cap, oh, they're, they're capped up there. The, the screen that I'm looking at has God's and little G's, and I know I didn't do that. Because <laughs> God's always a big G, all right? He's always God with a capital G. But, but, but say this with me together. People... Get God's attention, and God turns his heart towards them when they cry out with passion, volume, and fervency. That is the principle that I want us to get in this place today. I believe if we would only understand that there's something that God likes, there's something that turns the heart of God towards you, there's something that God will just stop and he will listen and he will attend unto your cry. It's when we cry out with passion, with volume and fervency. You see, God's an all-in God. He is an all-in God. He does not do anything half-heartedly. He doesn't do anything just kind of going through the motions. God is all in. Point at someone and say, God's all in. Everything God does, it's to the max. He, he He is all the way there. The Bible says several things that he does to the max. He's filled with loving kindness. It's not just love and it's not just kindness. It's his loving kindness. 
He is full of that. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. It's not just a little bit of mercy. His mercies are all in. He's got mercies today. He's got mercies tomorrow. He had mercies last week. His mercy is all in. The Bible says great is thy faithfulness. He is an all-in faithful God. He's not just faithful a little bit of the times, but he's consistently faithful. He's full. He's, he's filled with faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. He's all in. Love. He, the Bible talks about his great love toward us. It's not just a little bit of love, but it's great love. In fact, that love was so great. The Bible says that he robed himself in flesh, and he came through the Bethlehem's manger, a little babe born to to a humble little lady called Mary and Joseph, and this babe was born to to live a life and go to a cross and, and hang on a cross and shed his blood and give his life because of that great love. What a supreme sacrifice. What passionate love. He didn't have to leave the the wonders of heaven. He didn't have to come down and dwell with us mortal humanity. He didn't have to do it. But because of his great love, for God so loved the world that he gave. Hallelujah. Talk about being all in. It's not just half-hearted with God. It's not just, you know, I'm just going to do, I'm going to give it, it's going to make it look good on the outside. No, no, no. With God, it's all in. And, and he was all in with his love for us. And you know what God is wanting back from us? God, you know what God's looking for? For the love that's returned to him. God's only looking for one thing. He's looking for an all-in love to be reciprocated to what he has done for us. Someone say amen. I I hope you believe that today. He's not looking for a half-hearted love. He's not looking for just a little bit of love, and, and I'll give him a little bit of love on Sunday morning at 1030 when I'm at Life Church. He's not looking for that at all. He's looking for an all-in kind of love. Mark chapter 12, verse 29 says it like this. Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And the next verse says, And you shall love the Lord your God with just a little bit of your heart and a little bit of your soul and just a little bit, use a little bit of this mental matter up here and and a little bit of your strength. Is that what it says? He's an all-in God. And he's looking for the people that he has been all in for to be all in back when it comes to loving him. The first commandment, the Bible also says it's the greatest commandment, that we are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul with all your mind and all your strength passionately giving him everything not just a little but giving him all hallelujah you know sometimes when we pray and we're all guilty in this there's a lot of people that pray 
I, I trust that everybody in this room has some time to get a hold of God and to pray. But you know what? When we pray sometimes, our prayers are a little less than all in. How many have ever prayed some less than all in prayers? But, but you know what? There's something that happens when someone decides they're going to cry out to God. They're going to call on the name of Jesus. And, and they're going to add to their little humble prayer some heartfelt, some fervency. They're, they're going to add some energy, some, some earnest some passionate cries as they call upon the name of Jesus. There's something within them that begins to well up within, and they're not just going to pray that little quiet, you know, whatever kind of prayer. But there's something that says, God, I'm going to give you some praise today. God, I'm going to lift up my voice today. God, I'm going to add some passion to my prayer today. That, that's what gets the attention of Almighty God. David, the guy who wrote the verses we started with today, the Bible says he was a man that was after God's own heart. He was passionate for God. Yes, he had his troubles, and he had some serious troubles. So do all of you. We make it look like we don't have any troubles on a Sunday morning. We come to church, and everything is good. We smile. Of course, we can't even tell you're smiling unless we see some eyes that kind of light up, you know? We can't even tell, we can't even see the pearly whites. You could be frowning right now. But you know what? David had a passion and a heart after God in spite of the messes that he had made in his life. And, and Psalm 55 and verse 17 says it like this. David is talking, he says, evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. D David understood this principle. David understood that God ha had an attention to someone who would cry out. And so David made it his practice that in the evening, in the morning, and at noon, he was going to pray. He was going to cry out. This, this cry here, basically, he was going to make some noise. It was not going to be a little quiet, hushed prayer. But his prayer was going to be lifting up his voice. He was going to be crying aloud. Too often, I'm guilty. We do a lot of praying quietly. But there's a principle in God's word where we pray and we lift up our voices. When we pray and we cry out to God. And you know what? There's something that begins to take place when the people of God lift up their voices and begin to cry out in unity. And God will turn his head, he will turn his heart, and he will hear and he will answer when we do that. In fact... I have decided, we, we did a couple of three days of prayer and fasting a, a week or so ago. I was going to do it on Monday, just Monday, but Monday's a holiday, so I'm going to say on Tuesday. Everybody say Tuesday. 
We're going to do United Prayer again. Tuesday, just Tuesday. I'm not looking for three days this time. I'm looking for Tuesday. Everybody say Tuesday. Tuesday, August 4th at noon. We're going to do what David did at noon. We're going to get together. Not, we're not coming here to the church, but wherever you're at, if you're on the job, if you're at home, if you're driving down the highway, if you're working somewhere, find 10 or 15 minutes at noon. Fast lunch. Say, God, this is, this is for you. I'm not going to eat at lunchtime. Don't eat at, at, at 11.45 and say, okay, I'm going to fast lunch, okay? Don't do that. Fast lunch, and, and I, I'm looking for life, church. I'm looking for every single person that's in this room, all you in the overflow and those of you watching online. We are going to unite together. We're going to do what Psalm 57 and 17 says. We are going to come at noon, we're going to pray, and we're going to cry aloud. I'm not looking for some quiet praying. I'm looking for us to lift up our voices together as a body, as a family, and we're going to call on God. And you know what? When we do that, God is going to answer. In Jesus' name. How many will say, and I'm looking for a show of hands. How many will do your part? You will help, help out. You will be a part of this, and you will say, Pastor, I am there. I am going to do it. I am going to give up lunch, and I'm going to pray. Thank you for all of you that are going to do that with me. In fact, we're going to take it one step further. I got an email from Dr. David Bernard, who's one of our top leaders of our church, and he has asked that churches take some time this week in particular to pray. We're going to do that. Um, Wednesday night is typically Bible study night. We're going to, instead of getting together and having a Bible study together, what we're going to do, we're going to get together still at 7.30, but we're going to take some time and we're going to pray together. I'm going to do what we did before in our, our last prayer together. I'm going to assign some people to pray about certain things. And we're, we're not going to be on there for a full hour. We'll be on there about a half an hour, and we will pray together on Zoom and Facebook Live. I encourage as many of you can that jump on the Zoom call this week because there's something to be said for our voices to be united together and lifted up to the throne of God, and we're going to call on the name of Jesus. David said, our evening and morning and at noon, I will pray, I will cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Psalm 18 and 6, David said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord, and I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him even to his ears. These two cry and cried. Basically, it's simply the, the meaning of these, and you guys know what crying is, but it's to, to call out, to get someone's attention. It's like they're, they're, they're not as close to you as you want them, and you, you, you make your voice louder so that you can get their attention. It, it's to catch someone's attention by shouting, hey, Mark Carey, hey. You know, it, it's, they're, they're not really as close as you want them, and you want them closer. So that you can talk to them. That's what this crying here in this Psalm 18 and 6. Calling out to God. Crying out to God. Cr crying to him. But when we do that, he hears. We're going to cry out to him. Psalm 34. Several times in this chapter. Verse 6 says, and we started with this this morning. This poor man cried out. And the Lord heard him. 
Psalm 34 and 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. Verse 17 of that same chapter says, The righteous cry out, the Lord hears, delivers them out of all their troubles. Psalm 30 in verse 2 says, Oh my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. You know what? There's that cry. You've got a need in your body. You need a healing in your, 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 your body of some sort. There's a, there's a physical need there. The Bible says that the psalmist here says, I cried out, and I was healed after I cried out. There, there's some people that I'm just telling you, if you have a sickness in your body, if you've got a need in your life, that if you cry out, he hears and he heals. In fact, I believe today that God can heal some bodies in this place today if you would only cry out to him. I hope you're getting this. It's throughout the scripture. Here, here's a promise from God's word. Psalm 50 and 15, it says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I know there are some people here that you're walking through a troublesome time. The word of God is for you today. It's rich. It says, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. The deliverance doesn't come until there's that crying out, that calling out, that, that lift in your voice, that loud cry. When you do that, the Bible says he will come and he will deliver, and then you're going to glorify him. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Call to me, and I will answer, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. It's not just a calling out like a simple, small phone call. Hello. No, it's a calling out. You, you call to me, and I'm going to answer, and I'm going to show you some great and some mighty things. I'm looking for God to show life, church, to show my family, to show your family some great in some mighty things. It's going to happen when we call out. It's going to happen when we cry out to God. God's got a promise for someone today. Hallelujah. It's time to cry out. I don't know why God works this way. I'm not ex exactly sure why God loves it so much when his people cry out to him. But, but I just want to remind you that God responds when, when the people of God decide that they are not going to just be half-hearted in their praying. They're just not going to hold back in their calling out to God, but they're going all in. They, they turn up the temperature a little bit in their praying. They, 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 they turn it up. They make it a little bit more fervent. They turn up the intensity, and with passion, they cry out. There's something that God loves when the people of God decide that they're going to cry out. Hallelujah. The latter part of James 5 and 16 says, in the King James, first of all, it says, the effectual, fervent. Everybody say fervent. The effectual, fervent prayer. It doesn't say the half-hearted prayer. It doesn't say the quiet prayer. 
Now, you can pray quietly from time to time, but we're talking a principle in the Word of God that it's not going to always be quiet. There's got to be time when there's, the voice is lifted and there's a fervency and there's an intensity and there's a turning up the volume in your life and you're saying, God, I'm coming to you in prayer. And the Bible says if the righteous man prays like that, it avails much. I love the New Living Translation of this. Same verse. But here's what the New Living Translation says. It says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. Think about that. When we cry out to God in intensity, in just lifting it up with a little bit of fire, and I'm crying out to you, it produces great power. There's some of you today, you need some great power produced in your life. There's some of you that you need to see some wonderful results in your life. And if you would just cry out to God, if you would just turn to him and begin to pray with some fervency, with some fire, with with the fervent prayer, with the earnest prayer, God loves it. He he loves it when his people say, you know what, we're going all in with our prayer. And that's when God begins to listen and God turns his head and turns his heart and he begins to respond and he will bring you some wonderful results. I gotta calm down here a little bit. The children of Israel, they found themselves in Egyptian bondage. They, they, they were just in a terrible place. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 9 says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up to me. This is God speaking. He says, The cry of the children of Israel has come up to me, and I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. They, they begin to cry out. They begin to lift up their voices. They were in a desperate place. That they, They'd probably prayed many, many times, but eventually they got to the place where they became intense with their prayers, and they begin to cry out. And the Bible says that, that God heard them. He eventually delivers them out of Egyptian bondage. A little bit later in their, in their time, they're now getting ready to leave and they're, they're getting come down and there's a Red Sea in front of them. And, and they don't know what to do. They've left Egypt and Pharaoh's armies are coming after them. They got mountains on both sides of them and they're, they're at the, the edge of this Red Sea. They don't know where to go. And the Bible says in Exodus 14 and 10, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. They were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Everybody say, they cried out. And we know the story. We're not going to read all the verses, but God, he, he makes a way. He produces some wonderful results when they begin to cry out in desperation to Almighty God. God makes a way in the wilderness. God makes a way through the, the Red Sea, and they get to walk through that sea on dry land because they cried out. There's all kinds of examples in the Word of God. Jehoshaphat cried out. He found himself in a tough battle against Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir. And the Bible lets us know that when he cried out and the people cried out to God, that God gave them a great victory. There's too many examples in the word of God to ignore. 
I mean, I could go on. There's example after example after example of people that cried out and God destroys the enemy. People that cried out and God answers. And people that cried out and God meets them in powerful ways. There's something to this thing, crying out to him. There's, there's, a, there's a principle in the word of God that we need to get as a church today. That, that there's something, there's a, there's a way that God works. That where God will, he will turn his heart. He will turn his attention. He, he will answer the prayers when we cry out. He loves it. I don't know why he loves it so much. But he loves it when we come before him with fervency, with passion and intensity. Crying out. It's a principle that we need to get today. I'm almost done, but in the New Testament, we've heard of this guy named Blind Bartimaeus. What a great account in the Word of God. Mark chapter 10 and verse 47. This blind man had been blind for a long time. But he'd heard about Jesus the Bible says, and when he heard that Jesus, it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. He had heard about this Jesus that could heal the sick, that could raise the dead, that had answers for situations. He had heard the reports of this Jesus of Nazareth. And as he was there begging along the side of the road, there was a commotion. And he just happened to hear that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Something began to happen inside of this man, man who'd been blind, blind Bartimaeus. And the Bible says that when he heard it was Jesus, he began to cry out. Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. I want to tell you today, not everybody's going to be happy if you go crying out to God. Not everybody. Now, I pray here in this place that, that everybody will be happy if someone decides in this service that they're going to cry out to him. But I want to tell you, in this world, not everybody is going to be happy when people start crying out. Verse 48 says, and they warned him to be quiet. Those in the crowd, shh, hey, Bartimus, Bart, Bart, be quiet. Shh, you're making too much of a commotion. But he cried out all the more. He, did, he wasn't going to let the crowds the intimidation of the people around him to stop him because he had heard that Jesus heals. He had heard that Jesus is a miraculous worker, that Jesus has done some amazing things, and he couldn't see, and he wants to see, and so in spite of the crowd coming against him, he decided, I'm going to cry out even more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says in the next verse, so Jesus stood still. Notice what happens? Jesus is walking through. Jesus is God robed in the flesh. 
all kinds of commotion, all kinds of noise, and all kinds of things happening. But when someone decides they're going to get desperate and they don't care what the crowd says, they're going to cry out to him. The Bible says that it got the attention of Jesus Christ. Jesus stood still. And the Bible says he called for the blind man, be of good cheer. He healed the blind man right there that day. All because there was a man that decides, I'm going to cry out. I'm not going to stop crying out. I, I, I'm desperate. I want this healing. I want Jesus to do this work in my life. And I am going to cry out. People. You know, here we are in Burlington, and we're in Life Church, and I, I want you to know at Life Church, it's okay if you cry out. But there are some churches in Burlington, and I'm not going to call any names, and I'm not really pointing to anyone in particular, but there are some churches, if someone decides that they're going to lift up their voice, and they're going to cry out to God, there's going to be an usher coming along and tapping them on the shoulder and saying, shh. Because there's some people that are not okay with people crying out. But I thank God that we have a church that, that is following what the scripture says. And as we've read today, when people cry out, God loves it. When people cry out, God responds. When people cry out, God answers. And that's why I'm encouraging us today as a people. We're going to cry out together. We, we must be following the examples and the truth in God's word. The Old Testament, the New Testament, where people, they were not afraid. They were not intimidated. They, they were willing to be uh, unashamed to cry out to Almighty God because they had needs and they wanted God to answer those needs. You know what? But we're living in North America. We're in Canada. We're, we're, we're the proper Canadians. I, I was brought up in Canada and I know what it is to, to live properly. Not that I think it's all right. You know, we're, we're to be dignified. You know, there, there's some cultural things that we've got to deal with in, in, in this northern country. Got to be composed. Got to look like you got it all together. Gotta, don't, don't show any desperation for God. Don't, 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 you know. So even for me as a Canadian, I have to push back past what feels right. Feels right to be proper. It feels right to be, you know, controlled. It feels right to be sedate. It feels right to be, you know, dignified. But, but there's a principle in God's word where if we would just understand that in spite of how I feel, in spite of my personality, to want to keep my composure, there, there's a principle in God's word that we must cry out. If we want God to move, if we want God to answer, there's going to be a, I'm going to push past how I feel and I'm going to cry out to God and I'm going to believe that God is going to answer. Hallelujah. God, we cry out to you today. Hallelujah. It might even take a little bit of work for some of us because we're sedate people. We're quiet people. We're known for the person. We don't ever raise our voice for anything. 
perhaps we got to push past a little bit of that. we got to say, I'm going to get a little passion in my voice. I'm going to get a little bit of fervency in my voice. I'm going to humble myself, and I'm going to push past Steve O'Donnell for a moment, and I'm going to let it all go because God was all in for me. I'm going to be all in for him, and I'm going to cry out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For some of us, it's pushing past our pride. Yes, I said it. For some of us, we have to push past our pride. Call it whatever you want. But we have to go after it today. We have to say, God, I'm not going to just do this thing quietly. I'm not going to do this thing half-heartedly. But God, I'm going to call on your name. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to cry out to you in prayer. And the word of God says he's going to answer. Hallelujah. 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 We cry out for salvation. We cry out for mercy. We cry out for healing. We cry out for deliverance. We cry out for our unsafe families. We cry out for our unsafe friends. We we cry out for help in situations. We cry out in praise and worship. You know what the Bible says in, in Luke chapter 19 and verse 40? Jesus speaking, and he said, talking to these people, he says, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. There's some stones out there. They're they're watching. They're they're looking. And the stones are saying, if you don't worship, if you don't lift your voice in praise, if you don't cry out, I'm going to do it in your place. I don't want any stone crying out for Steve O'Donnell. I want to do my own praising. I, don't want to, I want to do my own worshiping. I want to do my own lifting my voice and crying out to God who's got the answers to my situation. Hallelujah. Pastor Jonathan, why don't you come back here so I can wind this thing down. Hallelujah. 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 I'm almost done here. I got one more thing I want to tell you. Acts chapter 4 and verse 24 says this. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God in one accord. We're not going to get into all the what's happening before and after. I want you to get this point. They're, they're being talked to in this chapter, and when they heard it, They lifted up their voice in one accord. The next few verses is the prayer that they prayed. It records it in Acts chapter 4. But notice what happens at the end of their prayer. Verse 31 says it like this. And when they prayed, the place where they assembled together was shaken. They lifted up their voice in one accord. They begin to pray in unity. They begin to cry out to God in one accord. At the end of the crying out to God, in verse 31, it says, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak the Word of God with boldness. How did that happen? 
We are desiring God to show up. We're desiring God to shake us. We're desiring God to fill people with the Holy Ghost. We're desiring for God to endue us with Holy Ghost boldness. You know what happens when the people get together in a united fashion and they lifted up their voice to God in one accord? I believe today at Life Church, in the sanctuary, in the overflow, and online, that if we would only do what the Word of God tells us to do, if we would only heed this principle, if we would just take a moment and if we would just cry out to God, who knows what God would do? Who knows what God would do in your life, in your situation, in your family, in your finances, in your body, on your job? Who knows what God would do if together there'd be a little bit of fervency. If together there'd be a little bit of passion. If together we would lift up our voices and lift up our hearts and lift up our hands to him and our voices are lifted and we cry out. Who knows what God would do? I'm inviting everybody to stand right now. There are some needs in this room. There's some needs upstairs. There's some needs at home. It's time to cry out. It's time to cry out. It's time for someone to get passionate. It's time for someone to go all in. It's time for someone to get fervent in their prayer. It's some, time for someone to turn up the volume a little bit. It might not seem normal. It might not seem natural for you. But you're saying, God, I'm hungry. God, I'm thirsty. God, I'm longing for you to move. And God, I'm looking, God, for you to come and answer. And God, so I'm going to push past how I feel. And I'm going to cry out. Is there anybody in this room? that would join with pastor and you would begin to lift up your voices and lift up your spirits and begin to cry out to God. That's right, I'm looking to hear you right now. I'm wanting to hear your voices lifted because God listens when we cry. God, oh God, oh God, we need you. God, we're desperate. God, we need you. We need you in our lives. We need you in our homes. We need you in our finances. We need you in our body, God. We need you, God, in our situation, God. We need you, Jesus. And God, right now, I don't care what anyone else is doing. I'm crying out to you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.